This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Big day for people waiting for ride-hailing services as Uber and Lyft finally up and operating in the city of Vancouver today after receiving provincial approvals yesterday. A lot of people are happy about that, but are Uber and Lyft drivers treated fairly are they paid a fair wage do they get fair benefits and working conditions and will uber and lyft be forced to treat their workers better let's talk about all those issues now with my guest kim novak she is the president of the united food and commercial workers union local 1518 i'm very pleased to welcome her back to the show hi kim Hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks a lot for coming on. What do you think about Uber and Lyft up and operating in the city today? Well, we're excited to have them finally here in BC. I think it's been a long awaited by the public. And so seeing the news yesterday and then how quickly they're moving to, to get things up and running is very exciting. Um, our focus, of course, in that is to ensure that drivers are protected while they are making these companies successful in our province. Okay. Are you going to be using Uber and Lyft yourself? I would love to use Uber and Lyft. That's the way you get to connect with drivers and find out how things are going for them. Okay. Are you guys trying to unionize them? We, you know what? Our focus right now is to ensure that labor laws and employment standards are upheld. And part of that is the right to join a union. So as drivers are contacting us, as they have for Uber Black in, in Toronto, and apply to join our union, we would be happy to represent them. Okay. What's going on in Ontario? Because I've been reading about what's happened in Toronto. You guys managed to unionize any of those drivers there? It's very exciting, actually. Last week, there was a, a, an application at, uh, in Toronto for Uber Black, which is their premium division, for drivers to be the first in Canada to join a union, and they have applied to join UFCW. Uh, this week, wow. they had a vote on Monday, and now it's, it's with the Labour Board. The, the, seal, the ballots have been sealed so far, but we look forward to the outcome of that vote. It's, uh, it's exciting to see that there is some progress being made, and establishing workers' rights in different jurisdictions where Uber's operating. Okay. What are your concerns for people who want to drive for Uber and Lyft here in Vancouver? Do you think they'll be treated fairly and paid fairly? So our concern is that there's no standards in place. We're focused on getting employment standards upheld so that they do have access to minimum wage and they have the right to be paid for all the time that they've worked. And, you know, a question that comes up is how are Uber and Lyft going to continue to be successful with that model being in place? And I think the real focus is how are we working on ensuring that the laws that are up, that are in our province are evolving to include this new gig economy so that ride hailing can be successful and that the workers also have their rights that can be upheld as well. Okay, this gets down to some specifics about BC labor law, right? Because I guess it comes down to whether Uber and Lyft drivers are categorized or recognized as employees of the two companies or they're considered to be contractors. You think they should be employees, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, and what, what sort of further benefits would they get if they were employees? How would that change things? Well, we see them as employees today because they are uh, reliant on the rating that Uber and Lyft have as part of their app. So the only way that they're able to pick up more rides is if Uber and Lyft have, have approved their ratings. And so we see that direct connection being a dependent relationship. And as a result of that, if they are seen to be employees, they have protection under employment standards. So that is things like being paid for the time that they're working and access to minimum wage as a, as a minimum pay rate. And, you know, 
flexibility and scheduling can absolutely still be something that's part of this model while still being recognized as employees under employment standards. Okay, so they would get, like right now they're they're considered contractors, right? Yes, Uber and Lyft right. have defined them as contractors, yes. Right, right. So that means they do not get minimum wage. What else would they also get if they were employees? Would they get like vacation pay? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that we're open to the conversations about what they would have access to, but certainly under employment standards, they'd have access to vacation pay. The other big thing is workers' compensation and ensuring that those drivers are protected while they're driving and, and are covered by, by WCB in our province. Okay, I'm speaking to Kim Novak, United Food and Commercial Workers Union. I know you guys have gone to the BC Labor Relations Board and asked for Uber and Lyft drivers to be designated as employees. What's the status of that? So we had our mediation date in December, and parties and representatives from both Uber and Lyft were present, as well as uh, UFW 1518. And uh, at the end of the mediation that day, the board um, put to the employers, Uber and Lyft, to have their submissions in by January 17th in response to our application. And now we're in the process of responding to those and have our submissions due to the board on January 30th. Okay. Uber, of course, will say, no, no, these workers are not our employees. They're contractors. They they basically have a contractual relationship with us, and we don't schedule them. They work whenever they want. They turn the app on in their phone, and that's when they work. When they want to finish working, they turn the app off. So they're clearly contractors. What would you say to that? I think that the scheduling piece and the convenience piece of all of this is a really great thing, and that doesn't have to change. What does need to be established is the fact that if they are turning that app on and off and they are working in that period of time, they deserve to be paid during that period of time because well, they are working for Uber and Lyft. Yeah, but, if okay, let's say I'm driving around in my car and I'm an Uber driver and I, I click the app and now I'm working. I, I'm not obliged to pick up any passengers or anything. I go park my car, couldn't I? I mean, and then I'd be getting paid minimum wage for doing nothing. I think the... the the fact that you have that rating, though, would suggest that you are driving people. And so the time that you're working within that frame and then having the rating go back to those app employers and having them determine whether or not you'll have access to rides in the future is where that employee-employer relationship is established. And what we want for these drivers is the minimum protections that other BC workers have. And so as these, these big gig economy companies come to BC, and this is not just limited to Uber and Lyft, this is just kind of what's on our radar right now, we want to establish protections, and so having conversations with these companies that allow them to have their model be successful while also ha- having some minimum protections in place is what we're focused on. It's not to make them unsuccessful. In fact, it's to learn from what's happened in other jurisdictions around the world where these, these massive multi-million dollar lawsuits in place for the lack of taxes that have been paid by Uber and Lyft because there has been an established employee-employer relationship. Let's get ahead of that here in B.C. and make it successful from the beginning. Okay, well, we'll see, I guess, what the B.C. Labor Board has to say about it, but I don't know. It just seems like a, a too much of a bank shot for me. I, don't, I, don't, I can't see how you're going to be successful in this argument, but l- let me ask you about, generally speaking, do you think these ride-hailing drivers, Uber and Lyft drivers, are, are paid fairly? Like, how much money do they make? I think it really is there's a huge spectrum on that and it depends on which jurisdiction you're driving in it depends on what your ratings have been and I think that's the real issue with it is that people get into it um, I think there, there's a lot of excitement around it but there isn't any established clear guidelines on what it actually looks like when you're driving 
And quite frankly, we wouldn't be seeing drivers applying to join a union if everything was going well. And we see that happening in Toronto. And I expect we're going to see that in other jurisdictions around the world. Uh, are, are Uber or Lyft drivers unionized anywhere in the world? There's been applications made, but in terms of actual is establishing what that contract looks like, that's a work in progress. And in fact, I, I do know that there are unions and worker organizations around the world that are, are talking about this very issue because drivers want the right to join a union. And if they're in an independent contract situation, that right's taken away from them. And so all workers should have the right to be able to do so. And that's what we're working to establish. Okay. Is that a no then? Is your answer a no? Like no, no, none of these drivers are unionized anywhere on the planet? It's hard for me to say the answer to that because we haven't counted the vote in Toronto. So they might be. And as soon as we count that vote, I will certainly let you know. Uh, Okay. I think that, what would you say to someone who says, look, if, if I'm going to be an Uber or Lyft driver, nobody's forcing me to do this work. And if I decide that I'm driving to work anyway, and I might as well put the app on and maybe I'll make a couple of bucks while I'm driving into work. I'm just doing it part time to make a couple extra bucks on the side. That's the way that most Uber or Lyft drivers operate. Some of them are working full time, obviously. But a lot of them are just it's kind of a side hustle, you know, for people who got another job or maybe they're a student or something like that. And they would probably listen to your argument saying, like, I'm going to join a union or I got to get vacation pay or a minimum wage and think that's ridiculous. Well, first of all, we're not saying they have to join a union. We're saying we want them to have the right to join a union. And I think that the secondary point to that is that less like any job. I mean, there's a lot of people who have to work multiple jobs in our province right now to be able to live. And so as these app companies come in and continue to drive the convenience being the number one factor so that people are forced into situations where they need to drive on their way to work in order to be able to make enough money to live here, that's the real issue. So what we're saying is we can have an affordable ride-hailing system for the public while also ensuring that people don't have to work multiple jobs on their way to work. Okay, I'm following your your case very closely here. Thank you very much for coming on. It's my pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate it. That is Kim Novak. She is the president of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union Local 1518. That's a, a big union in Canada.